0: Welcome, everyone. We're so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lauren. We're so excited to share conversations, stories,
1: and an in-depth perspective of United Way's commitment to the Valley.
0: Today, we are joined by Jesponica Florence, President of the Phoenix City and Russell County NAACP, and Wayne Hales, President of the Columbus Chapter of the NAACP. We are excited to learn more about the historic organization. Also, we will discuss Juneteenth, its significance and its place in our American history. Thanks for being here.
2: Thank you, thank
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Of course, how about we start off with both of you just telling us a little bit about yourselves.
2: Ladies first, Dr. Sponica.
3: Oh, thank you, Wayne. Um, so I'm just Monica Florence. I am originally from Phoenix City, Alabama, having had some unique opportunities afforded to me um, along my journey. I'm a retired educator, um, having been a high school principal for roughly about 18 years and uh, retiring as a district level administrator. Um, community and service have always been extremely important to me. Um, it is my rent that I pay while here on earth to be of service. And what better way to serve others than through um, the NAACP in uh, helping to eradicate some of the injustices that unfortunately some so many people face on a day-to-day walk of life? I currently work um, part-time for Russell County District Attorney's Office in the Helping Families Division. Um, and I do serve as the president of the Pearls of Phoenix City, which is an organization of ladies. Uh, joined together through our sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority and uh, we provide supreme service to all mankind so that is who I am
2: uh and uh thank you Jepernica for using my Shirley Chisholm quote <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I move forward. my name is Wayne Hills I am uh, originally from Charlottesville Virginia um, I I moved here in 1990 uh uh, as a director of the A.J. McClung YMCA, I had served with the YMCA of the USA for 15 years, started in Kansas City, Missouri, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina, and again, came here in 1990. Uh, worked with the YMCA until about 95 and started working for the uh, Ledger Inquiry and the Columbus Times, and, and then uh, something came over me. That I have no degree in any of that, but I decided i start a newspaper because I didn't think the issues were being talked about. So I started the Courier Ecolatino newspaper in 2005. We just celebrated 16 years last March. And uh, I was elected as the president of the NAACP in last November, and so I'm now currently serving as the president of the NAACP along with being the publisher and president of the Courier Eco-Latino newspaper.
0: Wow, it sounds like both of you have your hands full. You all are such <laughs> great leaders in our community, and we are so thankful to have you on both sides of the river. We'll start with just Bonica. Um, can you tell us a little about the history of
3: NAACP, the who, what, and why? Okay. Um, the who. The NAACP started in 1909, um, was started... Um, which is not necessarily common knowledge. It was started by people that had um, a, a genuine heart. It wasn't started by or for um, black people. There were or colored people at the term that was used at that time. It was started by like-minded individuals who saw that there was some injustices taking place. There were people of many ethnicities and uh, several different races, both men and women, who came together in order to celebrate and share um, the mission of bringing about social justice on the platforms that um, are prevalent. Now, of course, over the course of the years, those platforms have changed uh, quite a bit because we face different uh, obstacles in the course of our time. But um, at the at the helm of, in 1909, uh, from the minds of uh, W. B. Du Bois as well as Ida B. Wells Barnett. Ah, uh, some of the founders. There was uh, a like-mindedness of bringing together um, people and putting them on common accord in order to move forward with the celebration of what we know in our rich history of America. Um, to bring about, um, to bring about strength to in togetherness, and so that is the the history and and long and short of the NAACP as a national organization.
1: Thanks, just Monica i was I was listening so intently that I lost my place and my notes for questions so let me just
3: ask how long has it been in our area in the city Russell county uh, branch which is unit fifty fifty we are a part of the Alabama state conference and uh, we have been in existence since the mid uh, 1930s um I um have done uh, some extensive research um, in preparation for a history book that I was able to pin. Um, Phoenix City has been known um, during that time as uh, the wickedest town in America. Um, And um, rightly so that that moniker was earned um, based upon some things that were taking place in our community. And it didn't uh, necessarily get healed Uh, right away. So it was uh, the NAACP in our community was birthed during that time when there were uh, several injustices taking place and other things that um, needed some attention, needed some national attention as well as some local attention. And out of that, the strength of the NAACP uh, began to grow here locally. And we've been in existence ever since Of course, with everything, there are some hurdles that we do uh, sometimes face. So you you lose members, you gain members. There are national issues that um, put the NAACP back in uh, the forefront of um, people's mind and and want to have a surge to become active within the organization. We are alive and well and have been for uh, several years. We have have had quite a few um, notable leaders who have kept the mission of the NAACP at the forefront here in our local unit. And so I'm just thankful to be given the opportunity to to lead the organization. I won't, um, typically I'm a, a trailblazer and I can say I'm the first black female to do so, but not knowing fully uh, all of the ladies and gentlemen that have held the, the reins, I can just say I'm, I'm the person for the task at hand now. And so we are um, we have over 115 members here in uh, the Phoenix City, Russell County area. And we're always looking for um, additional members, of course. But we um, have um, a very strong presence here in the community and have earned the respects of our leaders, um, both community, church, as well as government officials that we are able to be worked with. Um, and we're um, able to have the conversation, and oftentimes we're invited to have our seat at the table. Thank you so
0: much for sharing. Uh, We will go to Wayne. How long has Columbus had in NAACP, and how was it established locally, our story?
2: Well, locally, our our history is, I I did research too, and we either started in 1939 or 1940. There was one started in 1939, and again in 1940. Uh, Thomas Brewer, Uh, A physician here uh, started it, and um, if if most folks may not know, between Thomas Brewer and Primus King, Primus King was a barber. One of the ways it really got started was in 1944, uh, uh, Reverend Primus King was denied the right to vote, and he ended up suing uh, the Democratic Party, and of course, it was... It wasn't something. It was sort of like playing because they knew there was going to be something going on up in here. So they, the group, said, "Okay, we're going to send you." They were going to send Thomas Brewer, but Thomas Brewer said, "No, we're going to send Primus King." So Primus King was a barber. He went and he was denied. And he ended up suing the, the Democratic Party for five thousand dollars, and it took years uh, before a federal judge uh, ruled in King's favor and awarded him a hundred dollars. Uh, but the bottom line, we started in uh, 1939, 1940, and Thomas Brewer was the first um, um, president. Well, he wasn't even the president. He was the vice president. So even though he started, he did not take the, the role as the as the president. He took it as the vice president. And we've had about 24, I think I'm the 24th president now since that time. Um, and over the years, there have been a lot of issues that we've been involved in and there's also been a thought at one point in time that that the naacp was no longer relevant and now i think with the george floyd case has changed everything and and i will tell you i look at the george floyd uh murder as the is is this generation's emmett till um where america fortunately or unfortunate enough we're in a pandemic And that's all we saw and that's why a lot of I think a lot of white Americans uh, Jumped not jumped on the bandwagon, but who may not have believed when we say that we're driving by black We've been stopped by police officers a lot of folks was like Yeah, right We don't believe that but when they sat and saw this man kneel on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 46 seconds. They finally realized well, maybe maybe there's something to that and it was played over and over and over again And I think that has changed The whole dynamic of the NAACP uh, people are now joining. We just had our uh, membership drive, and uh, our numbers are are increasing. Uh, We're up to 188 now. We have a goal of setting it for 500. Um, We are the second largest city in Georgia, so we need to. It's 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 no excuse for us not to having uh, more members of the NAACP. But I do see, and uh, we have a whole new. slate of offices now that we're elected in November. So we're moving forward. Uh, we have a website, NAACPColumbus.com now uh, that shows our history. Uh, but I think things are rolling and people are looking toward us to be the leaders in this community. And we, uh, we're working toward that end.
1: We appreciate that leadership, sincerely. So along with the George Floyd issue that brought up a lot of topics what other issues are you are you all tackling from this past year and then into the future
2: i think um, for for the georgia state and i, I guess it's nationally uh, we're looking at the voting rights act we're looking at uh changing how police are profiling um the the policy now the george ford policy um there needs to be some changes in in how police police themselves uh, and, you know, training and, you know, I don't know if it's just training, I, you know, they always, I won't say they, uh, when something happens, they say, okay, we're going to have sensitivity training it is, you know, they're good. They're good police officers and they're bad police officers. But I will say this, uh, some say that they're all bad police officers, unless you telling on the bad police officers, if you're a good police officer and you say nothing and you know, one of your your, uh, policemen friends uh, doing wrong, then you need to speak up. So that's been a, that's one of the things that uh, our NAACP and I think nationally are looking into, uh, uh, looking at how the police are policing now and trying to make effective change on that.
3: I will add to that, um, if I may. Um, Yes, we're definitely looking at ways to uh, bring about some type of police reform but one thing that COVID um, did highlight for us, um, and it's it's typically been there. We know that there's been a prison to pipe, a prison to um, school to prison pipeline. But there's also some major um, indeficiencies in our educational system. So that is one of the additional um, things that our unit has taken on board. To look at the health disparities as well as well as the educational disparities disparities that are existing in our communities. Um, taking a look at what our numbers look like in terms of being able to be providers for the basic essentials of life. And so that's one of the key um, areas that we focused our attention on as well. And then at the forefront of everything um, is always uh, voter registration education mobilization and restoration so we we have to make sure that our people are informed on all levels and that they get an opportunity to get their questions answered um get their concerns addressed so that we can keep them engaged and keep them as positive citizens and uh, moving in a forward direction so i i totally agree uh police reform but we do have some other areas that are highlighted on our agenda that we're moving forward with um bringing awareness to as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And and for for us, uh voting again, uh Ms. Florence, voting is most important. Now voting rights, especially giving the um problems we had, well, the new laws that Georgia has implemented. Uh, and I tend to believe that all politics are local. So we focus on the local issues and and that in and, and we realize that the law is a law. So That's where we are right now. So it's about informing our uh, Constituents of what you need to have you need to have your ID now There's certain things that you are just gonna have to have until the law changes So you can't sit back and cry over spilled milk The best thing to do is uh, elect when the next time comes around elect uh, New people who who will uh, who will make the changes So in spite of that or in light of that we need to inform our community of the changes and make sure that when they go to the polls in 2022, they have what they need so they're not turned around. And as bad as it seems, this bottom line is, is, is information and, and getting the information out to, to, the, to the voters.
0: Those are all some very important issues, and we are so glad that y'all are here to help inform our society. At the time that this podcast will come out, tomorrow will be Juneteenth. What is the meaning and significance behind the date?
2: Well, uh, well, it's the celebration of the Emancipation uh, Proclamation, um, when supposedly uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln set the, the blacks free. But you know, it was it's different from different areas. Basically, that's with Texas, and so as we know, news travels slowly. I think for Columbus area, it was really April. It was not Juneteenth uh, in June. So uh, there is an effort here locally um, by the Black History Museum uh, and Johnny Warner to, um, to try to get that celebration to be in April. But the bottom line, it was a celebration that freed the slaves at that time. And uh, basically it hit Texas, evidently it hit Texas before it hit us. <laughs> so uh, that's where it basically started from in Texas. Just
3: Monica, what does it mean to you? Um, so I, I, kind of, um, share the same sentiments, uh, with Wayne, um, June 10th, necessarily on um, the date, which we do place some emphasis is, is um, is not necessarily our day here in Alabama, of course, but the concept is where we all can, um, most of us can agree and that's where we can embrace, um, here in, uh, at the Phoenix city, Russell County branch, we have a July, a January first Emancipation Proclamation ceremony. Um, that is our community effort uh, to make um, our community and our um, friends aware of uh, how monumental that decision and signing that that um, act was. But again, I think every day we have to just celebrate and we have to continue to share um, that. The, the ending of slavery was um, crucial. Um, we know that it was a business deal. Um, we know that it was um, some um, backhand hand politics, if you will. But we celebrate the fact that whatever the reason is, um, it exists no more in its in its um, purest form. And so, creating awareness and education, uh, just to teach for me, always comes out. When we know better, we have a tendency to do better um, or we learn how to do worse. But good people, typically, when we know better, we do better. And so it's important. Whatever day uh, we want to celebrate the Juneteenth um, miss, message behind that, we just want to embrace it. I know that it took off a lot um, greater um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and during the COVID environment because simply because of the um the, the civil unrest that was in our communities, but um, it really has been the awareness, the concept, the uh, celebration really has been on the rise for quite some time. Because um, as our young people say, people are woke now, and so they recognize that that is something that we need to celebrate and that we need to honor it as well. Um, you know, just having celebrated Cinco de Mayo, it's it's great when you can recognize your heritage. And celebrating those occasions, and so if we if we can get young people and all people to recognize that that is a day of celebration, then I am uh, all for it. Mm-hmm.
2: And just like Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican holiday, so it's not a holiday that's celebrated by by uh, Puerto Ricans or Panamanians. So, mm-hmm. no, and, and it's more of a marketing thing. That was that mm-hmm. was about alcohol. The people, mm-hmm. you know, we have to understand the history. Of, of all of these things that we talk about. So uh, that's a little unknown fact that some people may not know about Cinco de Mayo. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'll just leave it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. We just, as a staff, talked about Cinco de Mayo, its history and what it means to the community. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. It's a very important uh, message. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the NAACP, what, what are some myths that we can talk about that you can you can put to rest.
2: I think for locally, what I have learned as the new president of the NAACP, uh, nationally, they do a lot of training. And so, uh, when you when you come into come into the organization new, and, and let me go back to why I really got involved in the NAACP years ago. Uh, my father's a Baptist minister, and I remember. Uh, traveling to my grandparents' home in Charlotte, North Carolina from from uh, Charlottesville. And we stopped at a laundromat. And when we walked in, my parents walked in and we were there, the, my brother and sister and I. And the first thing the lady said, we don't do n- clothes here. Uh, and like, you know, I'm like six, seven years old, like what? And so my mother got real mad, <laughs> but my father just, you know, said, okay, okay. So we left and he went, to my grandfather's house and called the NAACP, and the NAACP said, "Give give me some time. We'll call you back." So they called them back and said, "Go back down there. I don't think you have any more problems." We went back, and the and the couple it was a husband and wife. They just sat in the back. We walked in. They said nothing. They stood in the back with their mouths looking all beet red, and uh, so that's how I knew the NAACP had an impact. And so when I was asked to run, uh, uh, that's where I did so. But what I found. Uh, now is that locally people think that the naacp can fight every battle uh that we have lawyers on hand uh that we that we uh we can sue folks and that uh we don't do that locally uh all our role is as naacp is we can refer you to an attorney we don't have we have access to attorneys who can consult but our role is not to act on your behalf uh, Uh, Because there are some legal issues on that end now nationally they can do that They have the legal defense fund and all of that, but locally I think that's a myth Uh, I get calls all the time who get angry. uh, Well, I thought you were doing this and I had to let them know look our goal locally is that we can consult and we we um, We can give you to someone but that's it Uh, And so as people learn that then I think people will have a better understanding of where we stand
3: One of the um, biggest myths, again, I agree. One of the biggest myths that I want to just erase is that the NAACP is only for black people.
2: Hmm.
3: The NAACP is for like-minded individuals who have a heart to be lifters and not leaners and who will not sit by and watch others be mistreated. It doesn't matter if you're purple, it doesn't matter if you're green, it doesn't matter what nationality, what race, what ethnicity. We have, and unfortunately we our nation had to do this. We had to identify protected classes. And the fact that we had to identify protected classes enunciates the fact that there were classes of people who were being mistreated. And so this organization, though it bears a title Um, of being the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People is really for the advancement of people and to eradicate those negative negative stereotypes or those um, areas that canceled out a population of people that have been identified through protected classes. You know, one of my lessons that I teach my six-year-old is you wouldn't have, we wouldn't have this rule if nobody ever broke it. And so when you have people who have done things, taken liberties, um, misused their privilege, um, or taken advantage of people, then sooner or later there are some people who will stand up on the side of right, whether they have a dog in the fight or not. And so that's the biggest myth that I want um, to eradicate. And I am proud to say that we do have members who are active, not just financial members, who are of all nationalities and races and genders because together we can achieve more. And that is the number one myth that I would like to dispel um, for um, the myth about the NAACP.
0: Thank you all for sharing those. And as you talk about getting involved um, and it doesn't matter what nationality you are, everyone's welcome. We all have a voice and need to come together. Can you tell our audience how someone interested in the NAACP can learn more about the organization and how to join?
2: For, for Columbus NAACP, um, we have a website, naacpcolumbus.com. And the key is uh, an adult membership is $30, but we don't just want your money. We have a number of standing committees that we need you to work in. Um, I, I mean, it, it's okay, it's not about the money. For me, as the president, we need people to do the work. You know, a lot of people can talk about it, but we need people to be about it. And so we have we have committees working with the youth, political action. Uh, it just depends on where you fit in. Um, if you're interested in, in dealing with education, uh, we have a committee for that. If you have an interest in dealing with working with young people, developing new leadership for the future. There's a, there's a committee for that. Uh, we've got, I think it's 17, 16, 17 different committees that we have worked on, but you can reach our, our website, NAACPcolumbus.com for that information. And, uh, or you can call me at any time, 706-358-9202. I'll be happy to sit down and talk with you.
3: Absolutely. So, um, as Wayne mentioned, we have several levels of membership. Um, and it's easier for us. We do not have um, the uh, website here locally. We direct all of our uh, members either to a, our membership chair, p- chair committee or to the national website, which is NAACP.org and choose the join link. When you choose the join link, all you need to do is put in your zip code and you're able to um, to choose your membership Um, status. There, of course, is an adult membership of $30. And then there's even a junior membership. And there are several options if you're interested in life membership. But as Wayne shared, and I like to stress, it's not necessarily about the money. We know that, of course, money is necessary. um, And we do um, need the funds in order to be able to assist with some of the efforts, a lot of the efforts, um, and, and assist with a lot of the training that we do. But we need the manpower as well um nothing um gets my goat more so than to see um some of the placards or some of the resumes say i'm an NAACP member and we've never seen them (laughs) you know it's it's great you can share that you're an NAACP Mm -hmm. member and that you're out working in the community but um are you really on one of these committees? Because <laughs> that's where the real work is. Um, the political action, um, as, as already has been mentioned, the education committee, the housing committee, fair housing markets um, are um, uh, important. We have a youth and young adult um, committee to work with our college age students, as well as our young people to, ki- to try to guide and steer them in um, their service in our community. So there are many communities um, that um, we want members to join and become a part of so that they can help in the mission because it's more than just the moment, it has to be about the movement and we have to keep them active and, and, and engaged.
0: I love that saying, I have that poster in my office that we used on our photo shoot last year for United Against Racism, it is so powerful. Thank you both for taking the time to talk to us. We hope that our listeners, um, United Way supporters, will get involved and reach out and hopefully get you some new um, members that want to participate and be part of this movement. Thank you. Anything we missed that you want to
3: address, either of you?
2: Uh, I think I've said all I needed to say.
3: No, I, I think you um, gave us free reign and opportunity to share uh, those things that are crucial. You know, you have to, I'm full of sayings today. I don't even know why, uh, but you got to, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, you know?
2: So You're you on a roll. got a money.
3: money. <laughs> <start with> the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get my sleep tonight. So uh, Lindsay knows this. I volunteer. I, I work with the American Red Cross as well. And so we had the storms in um, in Alabama and Mississippi. And I had an eight unit fire in um, Montgomery on, on last night. So I've gotten kind of no sleep. So I'm just full of uh, something. I don't drink coffee, so it's not coffee. And I'm trying to stop. Drinking and hope So to edit this well, part out. This does
2: not useful to cool. Well, well, to not be outdone, let me throw what's saying out there. We are planting seeds of shade for trees that, that we'll never sit under. How about that? <laughs> love How it. That? Beautiful.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you both so much oh. for taking the time to chat with us.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> thank Appreciate
3: you it. for the opportunity. We love our United Way partners at just appreciate the support and the platform. Thank
1: you. Join us next time as we chat with our local leaders that are changing the community by helping some of our most vulnerable neighbors, those experiencing homelessness. To catch a previous episode or for more information about United Way, visit unitedwayofthecv.org. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.